Hello and welcome to Rocket Accelerated Geek Conversation. I'm Simone de Rochefort, Senior Video Producer at Polygon, and I am here today, of course, with Brianna Wu, Game Developer, and Christina Warren, Senior Cloud Advocate at Microsoft. How are we doing? It's so hot. Oh, It's so hot. Christina. I think it's hot where all of us are. It's almost as if it were the end of July. Yeah, I have two air conditioners going on in my bedroom. It's so bad. And I'm just ready to finish recording this so I can escape in there. <laughs> yeah, my, my room is, is the hot hell in my house. I mean, we all have to record in an air, airless room, of course, because but of the sound. you're in New York. Isn't your bedroom, like, isn't it all one confluent room? Or am I mistaken about that? What are you talking about? She doesn't live in a loft. or she's like, She doesn't have a studio. She just has, like... Oh, I just assumed everything in New York was a studio. My apologies. <laughs> I live in a two-bedroom apartment. Do you? Oh, my God. Okay. I, I didn't know that. Now, no, the size of the bedrooms, that's debatable, but right. there technically are my like separate rooms. actually huge. You know what I realized is I've been assuming that you lived in the same kind of place I lived in D.C. when I was working in, in politics when I was your age, Simone, and that's oh. just not a correct <laughs> assumption. So oh. sorry about that. It's okay. It's okay. I forgive you. I forgive you. All right, let's get into some fun news. We've got a couple quick bites today. <laughs> In the industry, we call those quibbies. Um, and then we'll be going on. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I didn't even mean to do it. That and then was actually we'll be really talking good. about uh, AMD's fancy new chips. And then some exciting juicy desserts. But first of all, of course, we have to follow up on last week's big story, which is, of course... The wonderful Twitter hack, uh, which is actually terrible. But a lot has come out about it since then. Um, Some of it contested, some of it alleged. But let me run through the intro very quickly. Uh, People who are investigating the Twitter hack as of now, Twitter, Twitter shareholders, lawmakers, security experts, the FBI, and the FTC. Uh, Yes, the FBI has opened an investigation into this, um, and the FTC, I think because Twitter got dinged by them in 2011, what what is the state of Twitter's relationship with the FTC, Christina? It's some sort of consent decree thing. Oh, yeah, they are under, yes, that's correct. They are under a consent decree because of something that they did, what they did disclose, something with privacy um, in, yeah, like in 2011, and I guess they are under it for a decade. I'm not even sure how long they're going to be under it. Mm -hmm. Well, so the FTC is like, hey, now, (laughs) what what are you up to? Uh, Twitter has said that there's no evidence that passwords were compromised. Um, And like, oh, here's what it is. Update. The the FTC accepts final settlement settlement with Twitter for failure to safeguard personal information. This was March 11th, 2011. And this was about um, allegations of hacks that uh, that took place between January and May of 2009, that um, hackers were able to gain administrative control of Twitter on two occasions. And under the terms of the settlement, Twitter will be barred for 20 years from misleading consumers about the extent to which it protects the security, privacy, and confidence confidentiality of non-public consumer information, including the measures it takes to present to prevent unauthorized access to non-public information and honor the privacy choices made by consumers. Perfect. So this is, in fact, very relevant. Indeed. Um, and Twitter says some of the account's DMs were compromised. We'll get into that in a minute. Uh, Twitter believes that Twitter employees were targeted in a social engineering scheme, such as the kind that Vox Media warns me about in our Mm -hmm. uh, cybersecurity (laughs) training videos. You know, the ones where you get sent a a link from your roommate's ex-girlfriend and you're like, gosh, I should click on it or else she'll be disappointed in me. She must have wanted me to see this. And then you click on it and then you give away your internal Twitter admin tools. Anyway, the hackers got access to Twitter's <laughs> internal support team tools using employee credentials. They targeted 130 accounts and were able to reset passwords, log in, and send tweets from 45 of those accounts. Mm-hmm. And from eight unverified accounts, and I'm using unverified in the sense of like Twitter verified, not like mystery accounts. Uh, The hackers were able to use the download your Twitter data tool to download all of the accounts data. Um, So that means they didn't download the DMs from like any of the verified users that were hacked, like, say, Barack Obama. But that also doesn't mean that they did not look 
at those DMs while access to the accounts was being had and tweets were being sent out. Rocket rule alert. Hi, so this is Simone here. Uh, When we recorded this episode on Tuesday, everything we said was factually accurate. Uh, But now, as I speak to you on Wednesday, Twitter has announced that the DMs of 36 of the 130 targeted accounts um, were accessed And uh, one of them included an elected official in the Netherlands. Uh, This is from Axios's reporting. Um, So, yes. So we are still getting information about DMs that were accessed via this hack. Very exciting for all of us. Um, And we will, of course, keep you posted. But as you listen to the episode, whenever I talk about how many DMs were downloaded or whatever, keep this in mind. Um, so there have been a couple stories about who these hackers are this week. Uh, so Brian Krebs theorized that sim swappers were behind the attack because some the very first accounts targeted weren't like Barack Obama level. They were these OG Twitter accounts with the super short usernames like at six and at B. And then later, the New York Times corroborated this with a truly wonderful story. A really, really good reporting. Um and in, in an interview with some of the alleged hackers uh, saying that they came from OGusers.com and the access to the tools was provided by this mysterious new individual going by the name Kirk, who bas- who said that they had gotten the credentials from Twitter Slack. Un- that's not been corroborated, um, but they had initially started off using these other two hackers from OG usernames, or rather OG users, uh, as fences to sell these super short usernames that are very highly coveted. Um, but mm-hmm. then that same person, Kirk, pivoted at some point during the hack to targeting the high profile accounts for the Bitcoin scam. Um, very exciting stuff. And that's Can pretty I much where we're I at. I feel very vindicated because I said this was probably what happened. And I was right. It's terrible for Twitter. But I just, I wanted to clear the W on that one. Yeah, it's generally great because it means that there's not some kind, it's not like a, a deep state hop. <laughs> right. No, it's not state action. Yeah, no, it's actually funny because I had, I had, had kind of a similar conversation with um, a it, ironically, a, a group Twitter DM chat that I'm in where a lot of people are like, oh, it could be deep state. It could be this or that. And I was like, no, I, I, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's script kitties. I think it's hackers. Like I think it's teenagers. And sure enough, that's totally what it was. And and there were still people who were trying to kind of like discount that. And I'm like, well, why would, why would they go after this small amount of money? And why would they talk? And it's like, because many hackers are liars and they are also fame whores. And because they might be good enough to social engineer and get into someone's system, but that doesn't mean that they have like great like decision making skills about like long term mm-hmm. like plans, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it, it feels very, very likely. Um, and it's just the sort of clownish, <laughs> clownish thing that would happen to Twitter, I feel. Yeah, like this is some like if lolsec was still a thing, like this would be like some <laughs> lolsec type of stuff, like genuinely. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and like not not to to me, what what's more concerning is like whether or not they had an employee involved. And I don't, you know, if Twitter's investigation isn't showing so far that uh, their own employees were involved. Then I I believe that I think that the the motherboard reporting. You know, again, you can't really take the word of the hackers themselves like, oh, he says he works at Twitter. Yeah, OK, you don't know him, though. So like that to me is in in no way representative. Yeah, the very unfirm parts are like, who was this mysterious individual if they existed? Right. Where did they actually get the credentials? Was it from Twitter Slack, as they said? Were they a Twitter employee? Eh, we don't. Eh. We don't know. Well, that's the, I think that'll be the interesting thing, because the Slack thing I gotta be honest, that strikes me as likely. Really? And it, yeah, it does. And and that to me uh is uh if that's the case, oh, somebody in like compliance um and security at Twitter 
I don't want anyone to lose their job, but but they need to like go back and like have a complete like new conversation about that. And the only reason I say this is just because I've worked at lots and lots of places and I know how like lax people can be with credentials around stuff. And I mean, we used to have at um at Gizmodo we had bots that would be set up where, you know, you type in a couple of words and it would spit out like the group shared passwords for various things. And I know that the engineering team did that too. So, Oh dear. So, you know, because you're, you're trying to, you're trying to make things go as quickly as possible. So if this was like a pinned, you know, message and you're assuming, oh, well, no one can get into the Slack because it's going to be guarded by 2FA and I have all this (laughs) other stuff, then what's the big deal? It's like, yeah, you're, don't do that. So I don't know. That to me just strikes me as, uh, look, incredibly, incredibly oh, sloppy, you know but what? incredibly likely. I think hmm. going back to what we were saying last week about um, remote work causing some vulnerabilities, yep. and I, I totally could see a scenario, and again, I'm just spinning my wheels here, where a remote employee who doesn't have, like hasn't set up TFA or just has less a, a less secure account gets their Slack compromise and asks mm-hmm. someone, oh, can I have the password to the blah, blah, blah again? Because I forgot it. I don't have it written down. And that gets sent over. And then yeah. you've just given away your password in Slack. I could totally see that happening. That would be the social engineering aspect of it. it totally. Well, what's interesting, I think, is is because uh, I, I, I'd forgotten about the FTC stuff. Because of that, they are going to have to be really transparent about what this process is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it remains to be seen. But I mean, like, I, I think the good news is like, A, it's, you know, Twitter ver- confirmed that none of the accounts that had like the DMs that were downloaded were verified accounts. So it seems like these were probably, you know, like OG, you know, accounts, um, uh, you know, a couple of, uh, uh, you know, um, letter usernames. Uh, so that's good. And I think the secondary thing is like, this wasn't, by all accounts, this wasn't state action. This was, this was sloppy and this was um, a, a very, very bad day for everyone at Twitter, hug ops to them. But like, it wasn't something that I think a lot of people were kind of fearing, like worst case scenario. So, so this is my question with it. I mean, and this is why I can't figure out if you could download anyone's information from there, why would you target people that aren't verified? I mean, all respect, if you're listening to this, you're not verified. It's not value judgment. Well, no. It's just, well, be, be, because that's they, the big target, right? Because be, Right. No, because they, they used the verified accounts just because they wanted to get Bitcoin. But really, the the goal was they wanted to get like the two username, one, um, you know, two letter, one letter um, accounts. They wanted these OG accounts. People go crazy for them. Like it's also true. Like if you have like a, a very common first name, like if you're at Chris or at Justin or whatever, like people go nuts over that stuff. Um, my, uh, my very good friend, um, uh, Justin uh, has at Justin on, on Twitter and on Instagram. And it is, his life has been hell at times. Like he can't tweet from at Justin anymore. He basically, he has a different, like a private account that he tweets from, um, because like during the heyday of Justin Bieber, like it was real bad. Uh, and, and he, like, oh yeah. I mean, at one point Instagram accidentally gave his account, his Instagram account to Bieber and they ended up like reversing course, but it was a whole thing. I mean, you know, like, his life, his mentions are are trash and have been. But yeah, this is an account that he got in 2006. My friend Chris is at Chris. I have a, a friend who's at Kendall, um, and, and she's not Kendall Jenner. Like, I have people who I've, I've heard all the different stories about how people repeatedly try to try to, you know, steal their accounts. Mm-hmm. And then I imagine that for these, like, one or two um, character usernames, again, you're talking like, you're talking like people who are young and are not thinking with their head again it's not about like oh i could i could go after something to be way more valuable they're like oh this is the flex that i want and this is what i'm going to be you know yeah getting. yeah i don't know i don't know i can i can see that but i could also see it yeah i just i think there's more information i want to see about this i can i can think of other attack surface like possibilities for that being the situation that it is I, I guess so. I just this just comes from my experience spending a lot of time, you know, um, idling and in, in various IRCs and 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 communities with like you know young like hacker types, and this just seems completely plausible to me mm-hmm. that this would be just the exact type type of like stupid thing. Are you thing. admitting you're Mr. Robot today? Is that what you're admitting? Yeah, you're hanging out with uh, you're hanging out with F Society. 
Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm admitting. No, but but I mean, but this just seems. Com- but no, but this just seems like completely like I, I'm like not surprised. I mean, you, you also even they like did look end up selling some of them. Like I think they sold yes. Y for fifteen hundred dollars, which doesn't seem like all that much considering. <laughs> right, like like you think but, you'd be able to yeah. get more. That's the only thing. But I mean, like to me, it's just I don't know. I just I think back about like the Xbox like hack hacking community and like the Scenester kids and like the stuff that they would do and like stuff which was just ridiculously dumb, um, especially given how talented some of the people were. But like you know, they weren't exploiting it to nearly the way that they could have. I mean, even even some of the the, the, the PSN uh, people. I don't know. I just... Oh, the PSN people. <laughs> uh, there was another update from Twitter today, uh, semi-related, uh, but we thought it was relevant to this conversation about Twitter and security and uh, truth and the pursuit of justice. Uh, Twitter is taking on QAnon. Uh, They are going to be strongly enforcing action on behavior that has the potential to lead to harm offline, quoting a Twitter safety tweet here. So they are they are taking a stand, I guess, alongside some of those stands that they've taken on other false information on the platform to set themselves up against QAnon. And they're going pretty far. Like, so not only are they banning um, a bunch of accounts um, that violate, like, their multi-account policies and, and maybe other things, but they're also saying that any QAnon-related topics will not be in trending. That's a really big deal. Mm-hmm. They're saying that they will be blocking, you know, QAnon leaks. Um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to applaud them for what they're doing here. My only comment is, okay, if you can do this with QAnon, can we do this for the Nazis? I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> Once again, <laughs> every time they do something, it's like, Hang on a minute. Come on, do the <laughs> you, Nazis now. You can yeah. do that? <laughs> no, I think it's it's very glad to see Twitter stepping up to their uh, responsibility. We haven't covered it on the show because I think everyone here is so tired of talking about Facebook, but they've made uh, increasingly poor decisions uh, in this space. They had a really big meeting with some civil rights activists a few weeks ago that did not go well, uh, but to put it very mildly, and they made the wrong call, wrong call, wrong call. Um, I'm very glad to see Twitter standing up uh, for information warfare. Uh, I think I share some of the... I, I share the concerns some others have that it is very heavy-handed when a social media company company comes down and says, we can talk about this, we can't talk about this. But I just think that the potential for harm here is so outrageous. And y'all, like, there have been major people that have come forward admitting they believe in QAnon. Like, yeah. people relatively high up in the Republican Party. Like, it's it's very disturbing. So, um, I guess better late than never. Yeah, Twitter, where were you a few years ago? Hey, this episode of Rocket is brought to you by PDF Pen from our friends at Smile. PDF Pen and PDF Pen Pro is your ultimate PDF viewing and editing app for the Mac. You can add headers and footers along with watermarks to your documents. It also includes a precision edit tool. <laughs> Imagine editing and being precise. Plus, you can OCR documents and edit content in table cells. And with PDF Pen and PDF Pen, whoa, 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 I added a with that doesn't belong there. Guess what? Listen up to the new sentence I'm going to tell you. PDF Pen (coughs) and PDF Pen Pro 12.1 have arrived with even more powerful features, including page label support in multiple formats for documents, and pro users can go a step farther with the ability to add or delete, no add or edit page labels. I can't read. I can't read today. But that's fine, because PDF Pen can read for me. I think. New features in addition, these new features are in addition to the great features available in PDF Pen 12, which include a magnifier window to zoom in on a document, which could help you read, customizable compression settings, which might help you read, stationary with new paper colors for custom page designs um, that work with PDF Pen for iPad and iPhone, which you can read on, that allows seamless editing across devices when used with Dropbox or Cloud. That rocks. If you do any work with PDFs, you need PDF Pen, and you can find it at smilesoftware.com slash podcast. 
That is, again, smilesoftware.com slash podcast. Our thanks to PDF Pen for their support of this show and of Relay FM. I'm sorry. I need to go back to school. <laughs> you guys are great. I redid uh, my PDF Pen uh, license this week because I needed to send something uh, encrypted uh, related to the top secret project that I am working on, mm-hmm. and I was I was really happy about that because they you know they gave us a free license for it when we first started the show. And I hadn't used it for a while, um, and I did, and I found out it was only thirty dollars to upgrade to like the ultra latest version uh, that was compatible with everything. So really quick and easy. Very That's happy. Awesome. With that. Glad you were able to encrypt. For our next topic, we have a super short one for you. I I think my first quick bite ended up being a long bite, a lobie, if you will. (laughs) But this one, I think, is genuinely thin because we've got some very vague Apple rumors. Ultra vague. (laughs) So vague, based on a single tweet. Um, So granted, the person who tweeted is like a, a known leaker of information they tweeted that uh, some products, in my dream, some products are ready to ship. Um, and the question is, what are these products? Will it be an iMac with thinner bezels? Will it be the Air Tags? Will it be Apple's over-the-ear wireless headphones? Will it be a smaller HomePod? Uh, nobody knows. And we know well, the thing we do know is that we have new iMacs with Apple's proprietary chip coming later, much later. Um, and we don't know if a redesign is part of that and if that maybe that redesign would come with an to an Intel chip iMac before the synthetic chip launches. We don't know. Will it just come to the new one? We don't know. Will there even be another? It, do we actually know if there's another new Intel iMac coming, or is that part of the like? They they said that there would be more Intel like new Intel releases this year, which I think to most people indicated okay, they're going to update the iMac. Um, uh, like one last time, uh, they could potentially update the Mac Mini. I'm I'm gonna say no. So all the mm-hmm. other MacBooks are are relatively up to date. I mean, they could go to 10th gen processor on the 16 inch, but that's a pretty minor bump. So it's really the iMac. So I, I think we're expecting it. We just don't know if it's gonna have the the rumored redesign or if they're gonna hold that off for you know the Apple Silicon. Mm-hmm. What oh so what do you guys think? I, I want I want bets placed on what it's gonna be and when. And then we'll move on. Then we can move on. Well, I I don't know. I mean, I don't think it really I, I can see it two ways. And I think this will tie into our dessert today. Does Apple have one last hurrah to like give people that are using Intel stuff? one last chance to to buy something like that so i could i could see an argument for it being like an intel imac right like a strong intel imac that that's my guess either that or i can see like a really minor um you know like a, a you know refresh on one of the macbooks but i i just don't think we know yeah, I'm I'm expecting um like a an update at least to the chipset on on the iMac. Uh I think they'll go to 10th gen because that would show some increase. I think they'll also have the option for the the new um uh, the very expensive graphics card that you can now get as an option with the 16-inch. I think that that's going to happen. I don't think that the new rumored redesign will come to Intel. Not to say that they couldn't and and there certainly has been, I guess precedence of sorts where they've kept the same design from one chipset to the next because like the the titanium power book which then became the aluminum power book which then became the aluminum macbook pro like kept the same design for a really long time but i feel like that would be one of those i don't know it just to me it just feels weird like okay you're gonna do this this massive redesign with a chip that's going to be replaced fairly soon. Because if if nothing else, I think that that would like also in some ways bifurcate um, like how, how you support things and how people know what iMac they have. Mm-hmm. So 
I, I'm going to predict that, yeah, there will be an updated iMac, but I'm I'm just anticipating a spec bump. I'm not, I don't think that the rumored product redesign, which is definitely long overdue, um, will, will be there, which, you know, is a shame for people like me who would like to theoretically spend lots well, we'll of money talk on all that. about that later, Christine. I know. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, I, it's hard to say just because the like the next batch of launches would be like during phone and iPad season. Um, but I, do, I personally don't know if ready to ship means it would be a sort of like not pinned to one of those biannual yeah. hubs. I mean, I think that they would just release a press release, to be totally honest. Yeah. Like, I don't think that it would be, which, again, to me, um, kind of indicates, okay, this would be not a redesign. This would just be a press release, and then it's updated in the store. So maybe smaller they do it Smaller HomePod. That's my idea. Yeah. It's smaller yeah, HomePod. HomePod. I could see that. Because yeah. anything else would be, like, a bigger deal. Yeah, HomePod and maybe an Apple TV. Um, but both of those, I feel like, could be, like, mentioned in two or three minutes, you know, when they announce the new iPhones, they'll be like, oh, we have another HomePod. It's still a thing. Cool. All right. So let's move on to our next big topic. AMD is making some fancy new chips called the Ryzen 4000G, but they will only be available in Dell and HP machines uh, for pre-built Dell and HP machines. And now I'm going to hand it over to you guys. (laughs) Intel is screwed. Can we just be honest? Honestly, here? <laughs> honestly, I feel bad because I, I, I will always have some sort of like I will have love for Intel, but man, like AMD is killing it right now. So, in uh, AMD over the last, I, I was the one who wanted to talk about this because I, I wanted to kind of get uh, you guys' perspectives because not only you know Apple doing their own silicon obviously is a blow to them, but that's I think more for optics rather than and maybe you know encouraging other manufacturers to go to ARM more than it is like that you know Apple represents a massive volume for Intel because they clearly don't. But AMD has been killing it the last couple of years. Like last year, especially when the when the Zen 2 chips came out, like they've just been like for for price performance, like they're where everybody is doing, especially if you're doing Content creation, like I think for pure gaming, Intel is barely ahead, but it's usually not worth the the money, the extra money you spend on it. And now that they're the, the these um uh they have the the mobile four thousand um family, which is uh, by all accounts those laptops, the Ryzen four thousand laptops are like amazing and pretty inexpensive for gaming. And now they're going to have these in desktops that are going to be pre built which is like Intel's bread and butter, right? Like, so, so you're going from like, for the last year and a half or so, it's been a really big enthusiast space for AMD of people, like uh, somebody that we're going to talk about in a second, uh, uh, building his own gaming PC, choosing to go AMD. Uh, <laughs> but I think it's it's a whole other thing when you start talking about OEMs like, like Dell and HP um, saying, okay, we are now potentially going to be shipping like AMD systems, because that has, I can't remember the last time that happened, to be totally honest. Like it's been probably the Athlon 64 era where you saw a lot of desktop OEMs shipping like pre-built AMD-based systems. And I know that some of them do exist now, but they're usually more like system integrators. They're usually not, you know, sold kind of alongside like at Best Buy or, you know, at, at you know, wherever, you know, Target or wherever you go to buy a computer. So... I, I don't know. I I just think this was this was much bigger news than just one story of AMD having an interesting product. I think yeah. if you look at this in totality. Yeah, I'm not even talking about the obvious stuff like Apple moving over to Apple Silicon, and you know that that obviously having an effect on Intel cell sales. Before I bought my Mac Pro, y'all. Um, I, I kind of threw it open to Twitter and people were telling me about the AMD Threadripper. Mm-hmm. And this is, it's a very, very, very expensive uh, processor. But I really started digging deep in it because, uh, you know, the the job I was looking at at the time was doing much more serious Unreal uh, development. And I was right. like, you know, the gains here are so unbelievably uh, substantial. And they would be for anyone doing a lot of compiling or uh, light baking, anything to do with professional development. There's a, a very difficult to uh, get past argument for just staying in a PC only environment because the numbers were just so 
overwhelmingly compa- uh, compelling. I mean, even mm-hmm. John Carmack was just raving about it. Yeah. So I just think if you're looking at it across the board for, you know, more more casual consumer devices, that's not going to exist on, you know, with, with Mac OS anymore. And then if you've got the really hardcore stuff like Threadripper and AMD's got the advantage there, it's I I just want to find out what the story is at Intel where they're stagnated this severely. Yeah, yeah, they they've been stuck at 14 nanometers for years, whereas AMD has been able to get thinner and thinner, which obviously makes you know better for you can get higher clock speeds and you can get more cores, which is the big thing now. So like you can get AMD processors for like the Threadripper is expensive. But when you compare it to like a Xeon, it's not. And you can get these things with, you know, 24 cores and, and you can do tremendous amounts of work on them. And, and they're just, you know, killing uh, the competition. They're also supporting things faster than Intel is, you know, like, like you know, faster types of memory and um, uh, things like uh, PCI Express 4. So there's a lot of stuff that that you know they've just really been leading the way on and and I'm I'm waiting hopefully until the the, the Zen 3 um uh chips which are supposed to be out later this year to build my own system for primarily for streaming um because I'm going to be doing work stuff and it'll be AMD I'll, I'll be building my own it'll, it'll be an AMD system and I would build one now but frankly it's still hard to get certain parts and I I knowing we're so close to another chip like release coming out, I, I would be I would be so mad at myself. So I'm like holding off. But when I build a PC and it'll be the first PC I've built in like a really, really long time, it's gonna be an AMD system. And and it's for the exact reasons you said, Brie. Are you gonna reach out to Henry Cavill for tips? I am. I am because that's perfect segue. So if, if Yes you, it is. <laughs> yes. So 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 tell us tell us about uh, about Henry, my favorite Superman. Henry Christopher, whose middle name I just made up, but maybe it's real. Cavill. Ha- I have wanted when The Witcher came out on Netflix, I was like, we gotta get that guy on overboard. Oh Polygon's board game show on our YouTube channel. Like, oh wow. His full name is Henry William Dalgleish Cavill. So I really yeah, I was gonna say I just looked that up. I think Christopher is good though. I liked Christopher. Henry Christopher just better. works. Like, let's yeah, be honest. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. a whole I will bring that up when I finally get a hold of him. I wanted him on overboard because so I thought, you know, he's a huge nerd. He plays Warhammer. Massive. He loves the Witcher books. That's why he was so gung-ho about the show. Oh my god. Perfect. Wonderful. I want to play board games with him. It was the wrong point in the PR cycle because we came in a little late and they weren't doing promo for it anymore. And we're like, okay, okay, that's fine. And then Speedrun comes out and I'm like, you know, who'd be a great guest on this show. Henry Cavill quits quarantine. What's he doing? He's on lockdown. I know. I follow him on Instagram. And uh, it's, you know, he's he's too busy. Uh, and, you know, he's remote. So he doesn't have the shooting set up and everything. His reps say. So he, he's got stuff going on. He can't talk right now because he's in quarantine. Okay, that's understandable. I'm in quarantine. I don't want to talk either. And then he on Instagram TV with his beautiful arms in a tank top builds an entire PC in front of my eyes. Mm-hmm. And now... Mr. Henry, <laughs> Mr. Cavill, <laughs> I'm begging you, <laughs> please come on my show. <laughs> please, please go on what on we'll Smojo or come on this show. Like, go, go on, go on Speedrun, come on here. Come on. Okay. Sorry. You're right. I'm sorry. Come on this show. Come on, Rocket. What I was going to pitch for Speedrun would be we would test out a game on his new PC that he built with the, I love like, that. the Mac settings. That would be fun, right? Uh, clearly, he has time and clearly he has technology because he is building entire PCs with his hands um, and doing so. and, and lo- looking great doing it, but also doing a really good job. And it's it's funny because there weren't as many of them as I was expecting, but I was already anticipating that like the YouTube like PC builders were going to be. Well, actually, he didn't do this and this and this right. And and they really kind of couldn't say anything because a his cable management was some of the best I've seen <laughs> yeah, to be totally was, honest. Was on point. I'll give a, you that. B yeah. he made fun of himself when he did the things and yeah like we've all kind of made those mistakes like I he 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 edited it he was funny about it and he chose good parts and my favorite part you know that he could have had this as sponsor. Like, it would have been so easy for every single company to just send him, like, their most expensive, their greatest mm-hmm. stuff. 
he blurred out the names of the stuff he was doing because he wasn't being paid to do it. Like, this was just stuff like he was just like, I'm just going to build my own PC. Like, the only way it could have been any more elite would be if he had, like, done, like, a custom, like, piping, like, water cooling system. Like, that would have been the only way. And, and frankly, like, that's something I will never attempt because I'm just, I, I know I would mess that up. Uh, I would never do a loop. But other than that, like, what he did, I was just, like, really, I, 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 I love him anyway. And I was, like, turned on for, like, many reasons. <laughs> All I'm There's saying. Porno music, like in the background. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, he, he had very white. Oh, hold on. Yeah, right. So you guys are going to make it hard for me to get Henry on my show. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to even voice my opinions about the best Superman, even though I'm right today, because I don't want to hurt your your chances, Simone. But Thank you. I do want to say, I do want to say, like, like. I, I, you could have picked any soundtrack to that. Yeah, I think it would have been less sensual. I, I think it was the music doing part of the heavy lifting. I think that you need opinion. to ha- take some time to self-examine <laughs> because <laughs> I, I, you are projecting. You're putting a lot on the music right now, and I'd like to see you be a little more introspective. <laughs> I, I just don't. <laughs> But I, I'm still pissed that my Superman was fired. So whatever. Oh, I'm That's sorry. Fine. That's I'm sorry fine. that you Superman was he was very pretty. Like, make no mistake. And I'm glad that he's still Superman, but but I'm not mad at at Henry Cavill. Like I'm I I loved every part of that. I'm just gonna say it was my favorite thing that <laughs> happened on the internet feel. last week. <laughs> oh, I know. I I'm just I'm just saying my favorite thing I saw on the internet last week by far. Yeah, I think it was definitely a highlight for me as well. Bless him. Please, Henry, contact me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Contact Simone. Like, we want to do that. Well, no, but also legit, like, real talk. Like, I've always heard the stories about how he's, like, such a, a, a real geek and, like, has almost missed auditions because he's played World of Warcraft and shit like that. But you don't really believe it to be, you know? And, and then you, you see, see it and you're, like, mm. and you're like, oh, actually? Okay, cool. Yeah, you, you completely... Like you, you have all the, all the cred. You don't need to do anything. Like you are, you're better than, than all of us. Like, I just can't imagine being somebody like some, like if you had a YouTube channel where you build gaming computers, like how devastated are you that you've been shown up <laughs> by freaking Superman? That, that was half the people I knew. They were like, uh, I was thinking about putting together a really cool PC build and streaming it. And now there's no point because I'm, you know, like you can't compete. So, well, my condolences to all the PC builders out there. Um, my warm regards to Mr. Henry Cavill. Um, sorry, I called you Henry Christopher. We'll work it out when you come on any of the shows that I am involved with. Thank you so much. Let us move on into our exciting dessert of the day. We have some purchase shaming and some purchase sharing to do. Um, mm-hmm. I think we'll start with mine first, I think, yes. because it's sort of an ongoing thing. So I yes. made the, well, I guess it's not ongoing anymore since you guys kind of resolved it for me forcefully <laughs> well we did but but so tell tell the story because this is something that a lot of our listeners i'm sure are facing this exact same conundrum yes so and i can offer some information for you so i am sick of my wired headphones because i am constantly several times a week getting stuck on doorknobs or cabinets I, you know, I'll be listening to a podcast when I'm cooking and I'll get stuck on a cabinet or for some reason, I'll just leave my phone sitting on the counter and walk away and it'll drop onto the floor. And then I go, you dummy. Um, so I tweeted saying I, it's finally freaking time. I need Bluetooth headphone recommendations. Give them to me now. Let me first say there was some confusion because I did not specify whether I wanted over ear or in ear headphones. And frankly, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I hadn't made up my mind on that point, um, and I haven't yet, but I have. I got a lot of replies of both kinds, all very, very helpful, and I can share some of the, the, the main ones that I got over and over again, as well as some of the ones that are completely mystifying to me. Um, there were a few I got that just simply weren't on sale anymore, I think, because the person had bought them a couple years ago and they were not being made anymore. But I think the list of most recommended headphones from my Twitter followers, uh, a lot of recommendations for Sony headphones, specifically yep. the 1000 XM3. MX- yep, those are great. I've got those. Those are my travel. Well, when I traveled, those were my <laughs> airplane headphones. Nice. 
a lot of recommendations, more recommendations for Galaxy Buds than for AirPods, which yeah, I think demographically makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, a lot of recommendations for... G- well, you know, I mean, I guess if Android has a wide... Because the Galaxy Buds yeah, do work with Apple, would- and if Android has a wider install base... Yeah, but I AirPods think... work with with but AirPods work with work with Android just fine. Yeah, but if you aren't in the Apple ecosystem, would you be like, oh, of all the choices, I am gonna get the Apple? Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. Listeners, you can weigh in. Henry Cavill, you can also <laughs> weigh in when you come yes, on the show. Please. Um, <laughs> Jabra headphones. A lot of recommendations for those. A few different kinds, but mostly the Elite seventy five T and the Elite Active seventy five T, both of which are buds. Um, but then I also got recommended the 85H, which is over-ear, and the Move Style, which is like their $100 um, over-ear headphone, which I quite liked. That was a very tempting one for me. A lot of people came to me saying, I know that you see ads for these on YouTube all the time, but I actually bought them, and they're not that bad. Raycons. And I had never heard huh. of this brand and never oh, seen yeah. an ad for it, and immediately started getting ads for them all over YouTube. I was going to say, you haven't seen all the YouTubers who, because I don't watch YouTube ads because I have YouTube premium, but so many YouTubers I watch are like, this video is brought to you by Raycon and da 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 And I'm like, this is Ray J's like terrible, in my opinion, like sound, like, I, look, they could be great, but it's Ray J and I, I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm, I'm personally, I, I would need to test them myself before I would do anything but laugh about like spending money on a, a, a product that is like fronted by Ray J. Just just Intriguing. being honest, I, I don't want to I, my I, followers. They're surprisingly good. Okay, all right, fair. I mean, like I said, I would need to try them, and and I actually have thought about it because uh, I thought it would be like a funny idea. Be like, okay, how bad are these really? But I yeah. kind of want you to uh, do I've that. Seen, can we do I've that for the show? Articles blast. Yeah, we can do that for the show. I've You've, seen articles blasting them. That's all I've got to say. All right. Oh. Well, okay. Well, okay. We'll do this for the show. Um, find like the models that people said were the best, Simone, or the ones that the, the Raycons people I recommended the most, and I'll buy them and I'll do it for the show. Awesome. I uh, listen. I will help you out with that because of the way that this topic resolved. I will help you out. Um, I got a lot of recommendations for Bose, which I feel like is a kind of a no brainer. I don't even want to talk about it. It's like, oh yeah, they make good, <laughs> good sounding things. Yeah. Um, and I got. Equally, I th- so I got a lot of recommendations for Skull Candy headphones and one anti recommendation for Skull Candy headphones. Um, <laughs> and I was kind of under the impression, I guess, that like Skull Candy was what I would have bought in the airport when I was 15. Am I wrong? Yeah, no, you're not. No, no, that's exactly what it is. Interesting, I mean, they're okay, they're they're good for the money. And I mean, like when I found myself at the airport. <laughs> And I left my headphones at home. I've definitely picked those up for the flight. I mean, they're they're fine. Noise. All right. Uh, as far as the kind of out there recommendations, I somebody recommended Moose, and I was like, okay, Moose headphones. I'll look this up. I cannot. I the I could only find one that seemed to be Moose headphones, and it's Bebop Bluetooth wireless headphones, but Moose branded because of this Moose shopmoose.mooseinternational.org store which okay. is moose brand so but they they're just these bluetooth headphones um that say moose on the side as in the 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 antlered animal who lives in the north um, did anybody say uh vimoda did anybody give you that recommendation no they did usually not have that's interesting because those usually and they're good actually like the like the 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 um um cross uh, uh fire wireless or whatever crossfade wireless those are nice headphones um but people like them because you can customize them so there are a lot of DJs and some gamers okay. who like them but, I did also note that uh there is a BTS edition of the Galaxy Buds Plus ooh. which it goes for uh 200 bucks versus 150 for the regular <laughs> Galaxy Buds Plus. I will admit, I, I just, I wrote it down. I'm not saying I considered it, but I did write it down. Um, yeah, so those were the surprisingly few recommendations for Beats. I did get Power Beats and the Beats X recommended to me, but I think only once each. 
Um, and I came to you guys today saying, hey, we could do a topic on my headphone recommendations because I have all these recommendations from people when may- maybe we could do that for dessert. And you both said, just get earbuds already. <laughs> and Christina yeah, I- <laughs> replied to my tweet saying, just get earbuds already. Yeah, that's what I did. Cause I, cause you, we, okay, because we've spent, what is this now? AirPods. Like, I just said AirPods. AirPods. Like a, I, I know. Like it's the because- dog, the plate basketball. <laughs> I, I would just like to point out that um, AirPods uh, came out almost four years ago, and I think that I've been telling you to buy them for like bas- at least three years. So that's true. Yes, just 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 get them already. Like and really, that's just I am the target demographic. I am recording this podcast on a MacBook. There's another MacBook that I use for work sitting right next to me, and my iPhone is sitting uh, right in mm-hmm. front of that. So, and my poor iMac is wasting away in my office that I don't go to anymore. Um, and I'm also the only person who likes the way that um, ear pods, I'm, is that, that's what the wired ones are yes, called, Yes, that's right? what they're Thank called. Thank yeah, the wired ones my brain. Yep. I like the way, they fit in my ears really well. They stay in my ears generally. I like them. Um, and you guys forcibly, mm-hmm. almost against my will, bought me a <laughs> pair of AirPods today. <laughs> We sure did. We <laughs> sure did. I love you We're for it. Thank ants. you. We're your sugar ants. We're yeah. your sugar ants. And yeah, and again, like, I'm just, frankly, I'm just like tired. Like, it's three years and yeah, just buy them. Right. Yeah. Um, it, but also, you're going to really enjoy them. Wait, I have to say this, though. In the middle of it, like, someone's like, oh, but don't buy them from Amazon. I'm like, Simone. Like this is the most Simone thing uh, ever. It, like, it really was the most Simone thing, and I appreciate that. But here's the thing: like, I will, I will try to respect your choices. However, they were thirty dollars off on Amazon, right. and we will have yeah. a link in the show notes because I can't refuse. We a gift. will, and it, they were thirty dollars off, uh, and that's not insignificant. So that that was what that was what I had. That's to, what pushed you over. <laughs> you were like this dumb bitch. I'm basically. A pair of AirPods. I've heard enough about it. I've that's, heard enough about it. Come on, move on the train. And that's let's exactly move what it was. Because yeah. honestly, the thing is, is I was like, okay, are they on sale anywhere? And so I googled. I was like, AirPods sale, and then something from The Verge came up from like the day before, from like <laughs> yesterday, and they're like, oh, they're thirty dollars off on Amazon. I was like, done. And and <laughs> what was what's funny is that I didn't even see your comment about, but don't get them from Amazon until it was too late. Because at that point, I was just like, and, and to be totally honest, would not have changed anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, not, not, not making, not, not gonna, uh, would it, no, not, not change. A, I doubt that I would have been able to get them to you as quickly. That's just a reality. And B, oh we're talking about like, you know, like 20% off. So, we we love you. I You're going to enjoy them. You. Um, yeah. And we love you. Shut your damn mouth. That's yeah, but also, I do. Yeah. But also, I'm super excited to hear your perspective because, you know, they've been out for so long. Uh, I still think that they are the, a good product to the point where everybody else is still kind of catching up to where AirPods were. It'll be, you know, four years um, in September since they were announced. They came out in December of 2016. And not to say that there haven't been some other in-ear, um, uh, you know, truly wireless that have done some really interesting things, but I, I still feel like AirPods, especially now the AirPods uh, Pros, are kind of just like sets kind of the the standard. Like they might not be the best in all categories, but they're definitely the best overall. And I'm I'm really interested in hearing your perspective since you've heard us gush about them for so long, for so many years. Thank I you. mean, I waited, I waited uh, a year and a half to get my first pair, and I was like, okay, yeah, fine, I hate it, but I will move. To that's this now. right, so. yeah, that's right. You got you got the beats first, yeah. Um, I um, yeah, I did not like. I I got. Oh, well, I had a pre-production version, and then I, I got the, the the first ones. But like, I got them for my parents Aww. Christmas of, of 2017. So, which was still before a lot of people had AirPods. So, my parent, my mom loves hers, incidentally. So, she's going to get some AirPods Pros for for Christmas. If you're listening, mom, I'm sorry that I ruined it. But oh. yeah. <laughs> actually, no, it's not going to be Christmas. It's going to be your birthday. And sorry if I ruined it, mom. No, but that's, you that's ruined what I'm it for twice. Birthday. I did ruin it twice, but. But I'm going to go to AirPods well, Pros for a birthday. I'm excited so. to not be tripping around my apartment like a a person in an infomercial <laughs> for wireless headphones. Um, yeah. Now, speaking of purchases, Christina, yes. you made a decision that people that reviews have come in on calling it mystifying and extreme and even shameful. 
Can you tell <laughs> and, us? And by, and, sure. And, and by people, just to clarify, you would mean yourself. I'm, I'm mostly I'm talking about an anonymous source uh, in WhatsApp. Um, <laughs> this little group chat I have. But go on. Okay, so we all know that Apple Silicon is uh, uh, upon us. Um, and although I do have some hopes for some of the cool things that will be happening there, and I'm sure that I will be getting some sort of Apple Silicon device, um, uh, you know, uh, relatively early, probably not the first gen thing, to be totally honest, because you usually don't want to get the first gen like Apple thing when they're on a new architecture. It's just generally not a good idea. But, uh, but I'll, I'll definitely be reading the reviews, and it's possible I might buy one and return it or whatever. Um, I need a new work laptop, and our refresh cycle has uh, changed a little bit, and I'm not, it's not clear that I might be able to get one from work. And so I need um, a, a laptop that I, that I can do my, my from homework from. And at the same time, I'm kind of – I'm at this point where I'm like, this is, this, this is going to be the last Intel Mac that I ever buy. And – Although part of me, if the new Intel iMacs were like announced tomorrow, would be really tempted to just get like a 2020 iMac. Um, what I'm going to do instead is I'm going to take advantage of the 0% financing on the Apple card. I could pay cash for it, but why bother if you've got 0% financing and uh, the student sale? Because they don't – well, look, we're all students. Um, and I'm going to um, – Get a 16-inch MacBook Pro with 64 gigs of RAM and the ridiculously expensive 5600M graphics card and probably a two terabyte SSD. And so the whole thing is it's a stupid it's a stupid amount of money. Like it's a genuinely, genuinely stupid amount of money. $3,500 version, right? Uh, Yeah, no, it's but it's more because you have to add in another six hundred for the graphics card and And another Apple Care. Yeah, Yeah. it'll be forty seven hundred before tax. Oh my God. I so question. I Uh know that you just filed an expense report for all of your flights last year. Yes. Is this a coincidence? <laughs> um, well, y- yes, actually. Well, mm, yes and no. So I think I think the the no part because now I'm like, okay, if I needed to like just buy this outright, I could. Uh, the bigger thing, to be totally honest, when I applied for the Apple Card last year, they gave me an insultingly low limit, like insulting, like less than a tenth of the limit that I have on some of my other cards, like insulting. They've since increased it more than, um, uh, uh, actually, m- not even a tenth. It was like a twentieth. It was like a twentieth of what some of my other cards were. Um, they have since increased it more than ten times, and so I have a much, much, much bigger limit now. That combined with the financing um, was the thing that was like, okay, if I'm going to do it, also just like the, the the promo for 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 student stuff was like, okay this, if I'm going to do this, this is the right time to do it. Uh, and then the, the thought in my mind, which is like, this is the last until I, uh, you know, MacBook I'm going to get. I do have like a fear of when the, uh, Apple Silicon machines come out that for some of the things that I do for work might not be feasible for quite some time. Like I, yeah. I run a lot of virtual machines. I, I need to access not just windows, but Linux and some other stuff. And, I am concerned about being able to do that on Apple Silicon. So it would make, so when I'm looking at it, I'm like, okay, do I get 32 gigs of RAM or, or 64 gigs of RAM? And that becomes like, you know, a $500, you know, uh, decision. Do I get the 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 5,500M graphics card or the 5,600M graphics card? That's like another $600 decision. Like these are dumb, dumb amounts of money. But I'm like, okay, if I'm going to do it, should I just spend all this money. So I'm of two minds on this. And yes. if I could, if I could draw an analogy, Christina, um, so my Porsche Cayman is the last gas powered Boxster slash Cayman Porsche is ever going to make. Right. And mm-hmm. it's at the end of this really big cycle. And when I bought this car, I bought every option. I got torque vectoring. It is the maxed out version of a car that you can go buy for as little as 60 and it costs a lot more than that, right? And my thought with this is like, this is 
this is the last one like this you'll ever be able to get, and I'm going to hold on to it for a long time. So even though I know in like three or four years something very good is going to come out, and I will probably buy that, I, I thought it made sense at the end of the cycle to get something with, you know, like for me, a stick shift, all the stuff that I really care about. Yeah, I could see that for you too, because you work on Microsoft. A lot of the stuff is x86 based, and I can, I can see the argument for like, let's invest in a really good quality end of line Intel machine. It may even be like worth something like 10 years from now. It's like a collector's piece because so few people are going to buy this last hurrah. On the other hand, I I under I can understand buying one. I can't understand spending forty six hundred on one. That seems a little dumb to me. Like I I think I probably would have configured it to be like three thousand, maybe thirty five hundred, and been like, okay, Fair. that's excessive. I can, that's excessive. On yeah. that note, because I do I do understand the potential nostalgia appeal. Do you think knowing that it is going to be the last one that you might treat it? as less of a workhorse than you would otherwise with a laptop? No, no. I think I would still use it the way I would use it. But you bring up a good point, Bree, And this is the thing that I do need to think about because I haven't pressed the order thing yet. Because look, while I'm just being honest on this podcast and I'm already like committing, not crimes, but but bending rules. <laughs> a friend of mine lives in Oregon where they don't have sales tax. Whereas I have like 10% sales tax. Oh so I'm just going to have it shit. God. Yes, I'm just going to ship it to her, um, So, which will help uh, offset some of the insanity. So while we're just being honest here, I haven't placed the order yet because I want to make sure that whenever it's it's ready, like she'll be able to be there. And if she's making a trip up here, I can like make a trip, you know, uh, down down to see her to, to get it or whatever. Uh, I do have like a, a question in my mind, which is, do I need all of this? Like, do I need that most high-end of high-end graphics cards? Probably not. Do I need the 64 gigs of RAM? Would 32 not be completely sufficient? I'm sure that it would be. This is things that I would actually be interested in. And listeners, like, letting me know, like, Christina, don't do this. Or Christina, yeah, actually, this is a decent value. This So this would be my argument against buying the really good graphics card. We know <laughs> that they're not going to be investing some big money in games that are Mac-intensive games working on the Intel-like platform soon. That just ain't going to happen. Sure. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was yeah. more thinking, and you're right, actually, that's a really good point. Actually, that's a really good point, because I guess in my mind, I'm like, well, maybe I could do other stuff. No, you're not. I, I mean, I, I think my fear, well, not my fear, but like my thought was, okay, because some of the benchmarks that I've seen, I'm like, oh, this is a lot faster for things like Adobe Premiere or Final Cut Pro. Like Fair. it's a lot faster render times and stuff like that. And if I'm going to be using this to do a lot of streaming from and other things since we're all in this new mode and I'm going to like live at home instead of traveling, that that's kind of my thought. Having said that, I, I I did just talk about how I want to build kind of a streaming PC. So I, you know, it's probably overkill. I would like <laughs> listeners' thoughts though, because I could we, with those two changes, I could bring it down to thirty five hundred. That, as Bree so, said, is somewhat reasonable. However, overkill so, is your brand. Yes, it is my brand. But like that is is that like. Well, but this is the thing, Christina. I mean, first, if you're going to be using it in your lap and, and truly you're going to be doing video editing, there's nothing worse than waiting for Premiere slash Final Cut to render that stuff. I mean, that has real world games. And if, if that's what you're going to use it for, I'm, I'm with you. As far as streaming, ODB does not need a powerful GPU. And if you do need a powerful GPU, I've done a deep dive in external GPUs on Mac OS. Um, it's like, uh, I would say if you really want a powerful external graphics capability, get the Razer uh, eGPU box and then invest the yeah. you know, $600 on a really good eGPU card. Okay, okay. But see, here's the thing with that. <laughs> They've uh -oh. done benchmarks. And the X5700 um, or the 5700 XT, which is like the best AMD graphics card you can get for like those Razer boxes, which is going to be as much as the difference would be between the, the, the two graphics options. 
the 5600M is better in the benchmarks. It's beating the eGPU. Uh, at this point, it looks like it is the Thunderbolt is, is the limitation. So it's actually like because of the type of memory they're using in this particular uh, like graphics um, uh, card. And I guess the fact that it's like, you know, directly, you know, having like direct access, the benchmarks are actually better than they are on the external. That's which again becomes, because I had the same thought. I was like, oh, I could just upgrade. So I don't know. I mean, that is always still an option though. Like even if it wouldn't be as good, like it would be one of those things saying, okay, save the money now. And then if you need it in the future, upgrade it. If you really need that much graphical power, you want an iMac. I mean, in my opinion. You know, right. and I also have to say, look, I went down this road in 2012 and got the maxed out ultra. It was the last uh, MacBook they made with the discrete graphics card. And I love that thing. And I did spend $4,000 on it and I developed all of Rev60 on it. And I don't regret a dime of that. But I will tell you, my battery lasted maybe 30 minutes, <laughs> maybe 30 minutes. It was the worst laptop I ever had, but it was great. All right. So yeah, I, w- I want listener feedback. Should I like <laughs> get the 32 gigs of RAM and the 5500M or, um, you know, 64 gigs of RAM and the 5600M? The, the, the RAM thing is honestly, I think even more than the graphics card. So the graphics card, I can come to some sort of conclusion on the RAM thing. Because at this point, I have 48 gigs of RAM in my iMac. And it's not that I run out, but I do, it does consume a lot. And this is one of those things where I do fear, especially if I'm going to have a lot of virtual machines where I'm like, Am I going to hit that headroom? But where I'm also trying to be like realistic is, okay, Christina, are you actually going to have this as like a constant use machine for five years or are you going to upgrade to something better in that time? And that's where I have to kind of be honest and be like, well, I'm probably going to upgrade. <laughs> I, I don't know how Premiere is. I, I don't know how Premiere is, but in my experience, Final Cut, uh, when you have a lot of things in your timeline, it's very RAM intensive right? Uh, especially if you're working with live layers or motion composite. So that's something I would, I mean, if you're going to invest that much in a machine, I say go all out. So I, I, I would do that before. Well, well, you know what? You should just do the whole thing, Christina. Actually, oh my so God. Sorry. Listeners, you can, I will, you'll yes. find out where you can talk to Christina about what laptop she should buy very soon. But for now, hey, Christina, what are you doing this week? So I'm trying to figure out what type of laptop. Uh, oh I'm yeah, buy. what are you? What are you stuck between? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So 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 that, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying. I'm trying try to figure out like like how much money. I, and again, it's it's like zero percent financing. Like it's it's free money. Like at this point, it actually would be dumb for me to pay it all up front because I get the Apple Card earnings. You know, I get the the three percent or whatever um, uh, cash back. Like. Um, and, and, and it's easier that way. So, I mean, that, that I'm actually completely like fine with, I just, um, yeah. So I'm trying to figure out what laptop I'm going to buy and I'm doing some stuff, uh, you know, got a lot of work things going on. Um, it is blazingly hot in Seattle right now. So I'm trying to stay cool and that's about it. All right. Brianna, what about you? Oh, so Christina and Simone know (laughs) the big, job I have now that I'm working on. It's awesome. And it builds on everything I did with my congressional campaign, but I still can't talk about it. So I'm working on stuff. You can't know about it yet. Forbidden. All right. Oh, I had a good thing that I was doing this week. What is it? Oh, shoot. I'm doing something, aren't I? Oh, no, you guys. I don't remember what I'm doing this week. (laughs) <laughs> okay, well, 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 you think about it, and then I'll, me and Brie will say where you, where you oh, can find us online. Oh, Ring Fit. Yes. That's what I'm doing. Oh, yes. <gasps> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. It's great. Uh, so my coworker, Pat, uh, caught Best Buy with Ring Fit on sale, and a bunch of people I know were able to order them. And so mine finally came. I tried it out yesterday. Loving it so far. Uh, it genuinely did kick my whole butt. Um, So I, I'm really looking forward to that as a way to like stay fit without like breaking out the yoga mat and the videos and the laptop and it takes up so far with the exercises that I'm doing less floor space which is great for me so yeah looking forward to that maybe I'll update okay so, spend but okay, so, so I should buy it doesn't it drive your neighbors crazy down like the I'm on the ground floor oh so what did you do nice are you okay Bree? 
Okay. Oh my gosh. I will. Uh, 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 Bree, we hope we hope Bree's okay. Um. Okay, but 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 Simone, you would recommend that I buy this? Yes. Oh my god. What did oh you do? Okay. I was what did you do? On the table for dramatic effect to simulate the pounding <laughs> as you're doing the running exercises, and then my USB 2.2 box flew out. So. <laughs> Doesn't that just drive your neighbors crazy? <laughs> She's like, I have a house. And, and, and Simone and I are like, must be nice. Yep. <laughs> it must be nice. Um, okay. Christina, where can I find you online? Okay. But, but, but real quick, you do, you both recommend that I buy a oh, brief, yeah, uh, totally. w- uh, a ring fit. Cause yeah, oh, yeah. cause the, 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 the switch uh, peeps, uh, the discord I'm in, I also get alerts when ring fit is available. So, all right, that's next great. time that's available, that's I'll buy it. Okay. Um, so uh, you can find me online at film underscore girl on the Twitters and the Instagrams. Please let me know your feedback on like what options for my MacBook I should get. Really want to hear your thoughts before I make this very expensive purchase. All right. Brianna, what about you? Uh, I'm sorry. I tuned out. What was the question? Where can people Wait, find Where are you online? <laughs> I am at Brianna Blue on Twitter. Uh, also, everyone loves my uh, pictures of Frank so much. They always get mm-hmm. wild uh, feedback. So I finally started an Instagram account, and that is called Frank Wu Does Stuff, where I will post all the pictures of Frank with the drill or doing like Frank has this one expression, and people love it. So uh, yes, that's where you can find me online. All right, you can find me on Twitter at Doom Quasar, where I am no longer accepting headphone recommendations. Thank you for everyone who did recommend headphones. I do still, I have them all in a spreadsheet. I'm still doing research. And if I decide to buy a pair of over-ear headphones as well, that is Mm -hmm. where I am going to be looking. Um, And uh, my videos on Quibi under speedrun and youtube.com slash polygon. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to this episode of Rockets. If you liked it, please do leave a review on Apple Podcasts or a star rating. Uh, We really appreciate people who do that. And hey, if you know someone who's looking for headphone recommendations, I've got a tweet to show you. Uh, Yeah, send them our way. We'll we'll, we'll tell them what's up. We'll tell them to buy AirPods. (laughs) We're AirBuds if you're in the market for a dead dog. All right, everyone. This episode of Rocket is terminated. Airbud is alive. Terminated? He's not alive. He's dead. <laughs> R.I.P. Airbud. Terminated. He's alive. <laughs>